We know a little about documentaries and nothing about high school football, which makes us the perfect people to review Undefeated. This is episode 59 of Have You Seen? Hello, internet friends. Welcome to a rather chilly podcast submersible today. Mm-hmm. I am Kieran, powered by Ginger Beer Lafort, and at the other end of the table is Tom, powered by Multiple Donuts Web. Yeah. Have you stopped coughing this week? How are you feeling? Uh, I'm feeling it. I'm definitely getting better. Hooray! Um, so I just get, I suspect talking for the length of time we're going to talk to you may set we'll me off a little up. bit. But yeah, um, no, I'm, de- I'm I'm on the mend. <coughs> See? How's yeah. that? Was that better? Yeah, okay. sure. Um, yes, just one film this week. Yeah. Uh, Undefeated. Mm-hmm. Uh, An Oscar winner. One best documentary. Uh, who pitches this? Richard Pierce pitches this yeah. last week. I made a right hash of the pitch, and I just yeah. made a right hash of uh, remembering Richard's name. Yeah, um, excellent. What I said, excellent. Good. Um, Undefeated is a documentary about um, a high school football team in inner city Memphis. Mm-hmm. Uh, this being a particularly rundown part of the city. Um, these. Kids, are this this school has not won a playoff game in 110 years. Yeah, um, and uh, the coach aims to try and change that. Yeah, and we followed them throughout the 2009 season, I think. Uh, yeah, I believe so. Yeah, as they attempt to uh, turn around their their frankly awful record of never not winning a game no. to winning some games. Yeah. Um, as I mentioned in the intro, we don't know much about. American high school sports. No, no. Um, we know nothing about sports, nothing about American sports, nothing no. about high school sports. No. No. Um, no, American football, I know it's kind of like rugby. You don't know anything about the rules at no. all? You don't know how to score? No. Okay. You don't know I, I understand you don't there's know about... a touchdown, and I, know, and I know you have to run from one side to the other, and they have the equivalent of scrums, but... Yeah, I just no. Okay, good. I understand more than that. I it's used to uh, American football was a thing on TV in the eighties. It had a brief yeah. kind of craze on Channel Four. Yeah, uh, and I watched it then. I was like seven years old and had Pittsburgh Steelers pajamas. Right. Just uh, by not knowing who the Pittsburgh Steelers were. Yeah. Um. So I at least know the basic rules of American football, which okay. is a start. Yeah. No, I didn't. Which I can barely say for soccer, football. So. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, I know the rules of football more than I do. That's just because I played it at school. Yeah. And I so, probably know. I probably know the rules to rugby more as well. Although, yeah. you know. That's so still knowing crazy. absolutely nothing about the subject matter. Yeah. How did this film grab you? Well, I I was kind of like often docu- with documentaries. It's the one kind of genre, if you like, or format of film where you c- if the if it's a well made documentary, mm. the subject matter often doesn't make any di- make any difference whether you're interested or not. Because if the documentary is well made, you will become interested and you will get drawn in. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I started this, I was like, I, I was quite open to the fact that I would enjoy it, and then I got ready to watch it, and it was like, it's two hours long. Mm-hmm. Am I really going to be engaged about? High school American Something you football. Don't fuck about for, for two, two hours. hours. Yeah, um, and I'd also I I literally I just come back from the cinema seeing Iron Man. Right. So I was kind of like, you know, is this gonna really grab me? And um, maybe we should have a little Iron Chat later. Yeah, possibly. Because yeah. I've seen that as well. Okay, cool. Right. Anyway, um, carry on. Sorry. And I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought mm-hmm. it was a really good documentary. Um, really interesting. And I thought the 
I thought the the kind of the characters that they managed to find mm. within the the team and the group were all fascinating. Mm. And I th- yeah, I, I was really engaged by it, and I um, really kind of won over by it all. And even though I still didn't have a clue of the rules of the swap, <laughs> I think actually that made it more tense for me. Right, because I didn't, I had no idea if they were winning or not. Um, See, I I knew. Yeah, see, like I didn't. How the I, I had no it. idea. It yeah, was although like, the footage is quite clearly manipulated. Yeah, I'm sure it is. In some a bit, ways, yeah, you know, but, it's kind of it's quite lucky for the documentary that the last game is an absolute nail biter that comes down to one point. It's yeah, a bit it, of a spoiler there. Yeah, but, yeah exactly. But yeah. I, and it, you know, even it's only by looking at the scoreboard that I mm. figured, okay, well, that's their score and that's their score. I have yeah. no idea how they've achieved those scores. Yeah. Apart from running into each other, falling over, getting up again, running into each other, falling over, getting up again. Yeah. And then somebody out of nowhere just legs it, and no one can. Catch him, yeah. And that seems to be like the general format of the the games. There are some um, there are some amazing athletes on that team. Some of those kids yeah. can't half run. Oh yeah, well Just my first pounding down the field. My first note is about OC Brown. Yeah, who's, he's the giant of the group. I, he's huge. I've written that OC kid is huge. He's yeah, massive. He's, he's like he's got to be what six foot three maybe. Oh god, three hundred yeah. pounds. Yeah. and massive kid. My god, he's quick. Yeah, he's so fast. Yeah, imagine how fast he'd be if he didn't have all that weight holding him back. I know, but I I don't think that's. I think that's just like <laughs> oh, his momentum. Na- no, well, no, I just think it's just like that's his natural body type. Yeah, I yeah, don't yeah. think he could no. really slim down. He's just going to be a big. He's just guy. a big yeah. bloke, and he just. Yeah, it's, as soon as he kind of broke, he could really, really run. When they showed kind of old YouTube clips of him yeah. and stuff, he was so and so because quick. he's so big, he just blasts through people. Absolutely, it's yeah. Like, it's like a bowling ball hitting yeah. pins. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm quite glad you enjoyed it because I really enjoyed it. Yeah, as well. I, I, I really did. And kind of my wife was sort of half watching it as well. And then every now and then she'd kind of look up and go, "Oh, blimey!" Or you know, something would grab her. Yeah. But yeah, I thought it was very, um, I mean, very interesting. Mm. And I just found the people quite fascinating. Mm. Um, I thought the coach and the people who were creating the team were mm. just, it's rare to find people like that. They're just putting in so much effort to help yeah, these yeah. kids yeah. and to see it pay off in such a huge way. Yeah. Well, Bill Courtney, for a start, who's the coach we're yeah. talking about, the main guy, he's a volunteer. Yeah, exactly. He doesn't get yeah. paid to do any of no. this. He does it out of the goodness of his heart and really as it's kind of the documentary explores because his dad wasn't around and these yeah. kids' dads aren't around. Half of these kids' dads are like run off or dead or in prison. Absolutely, yeah. Um, I mean, Because well, this is like, this is like, I wrote, the town is a fucking hellhole. Yeah. It's an awful place. All of the kids are poor black kids. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, I mean, it's. Few of them have fathers. Most of them are raised by grandparents. Yeah, and there's. It, what The bit that really kind of blew me away is like. I'm going to do a quick rundown of the people that we're going to be talking about. Yeah, I didn't do that. I ended up, I ended up writing a few notes, but they were all kind of emotion-based notes. Me too. Based me notes, too. But I made a few facts other yeah. than OC is fucking massive. Yeah, I jotted down just a couple of things about the people. So um, yeah, go for it. So you Bill Courtney thing. is the coach, and like Kieran said, he his dad just I can't. Did his dad die or did he walk out? I can't remember which it was. I think he walked out because he says yes, young. He, he made, yeah, he walked out when he was about four, I think, and he he kind of. He was saying, I think he said there was one moment and he was playing football oh, as yes, a kid. Oh, yes, yes, yes. All the, and other all kids the boys and their dads off. were walking off holding their kit for them and talking yeah. about the game and he was walking on his own. He's yeah. like, what have I done yeah. that my dad doesn't oh, want to do right. that and with he me? he had scored the winning point yeah. in that game. in like the dying minutes. He was yeah, like, yeah. What, why? He was the hero of the game exactly. and he didn't have a dad around to yeah. carry his kid Which was really field. sad. Yeah. And it was, you know, uh, so there was that was kind of his backstory. Then there was O.C. Brown who... 
was like people just look at him and he, like he's going to go into college yeah, yeah. football probably even further. Like we said, he's over six foot, three hundred pounds. He's like seventeen or eighteen years old. Yeah, isn't he? probably not even that old. Yeah, no, well, 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 he's like senior. So yeah, yeah, be, yeah 17, so 18. He, uh, yeah, and so he was always like they were like he's going to be the he's going to mm-hmm. be the kid that goes on. Mm. So uh, and then there was uh, the young lad Money who yeah. was very good, but obviously not like a career ball player. Yeah, but he was he was really really good yeah. but he was also really really intelligent mm. and very um very kind of emotional and very like yeah he had, he had real but not articulate which i, th- I think there's a, a, a yeah there's a brain being held back by his mouth yes yeah yeah he was like he would be get very upset by things and he would he mm. would feel things very deeply mm. uh yeah sometimes he it, like just his interaction with people would either make it worse or he wouldn't mm. quite fit but he was obviously like an intelligent lad and was a bright kid. Mm. Um, and then there was Chavis. Chavis, yeah. Chavis, uh, who I think he turns up and they're like, yeah, he's just come back from 15 months in a youth I penitentiary. Liked, uh, I like, like Bill's thing. It was like, I'm not, you can talk to him about it if you like, but he's just come back from a long time away. Yeah. Like, worse than that effect. Exactly, yeah. And then, like, a caption just comes off screen that says, yeah, Chavis yeah. is just out of prison. Yeah. and Yeah, he's got serious anger issues. Oh, my God. Anything will set him off. He'll talk back to everybody. Yeah, and he was just, like, on the edge. Like, he was, you saw clips of him just joking around, and then suddenly, on a knife edge, bang, and he yeah. would be in someone's face. And he was, like, you could... It, I mean, he did look like he'd spent time inside. He was, like, he was ripped, and he was yeah. a big guy. And he was, like, Jesus, he, he was, like, the prototype... Yeah, kind of inmate. Yeah, yeah. really. And but also an amazing athlete. On absolutely, top of that, well, yeah. absolutely, yeah, yeah. And I think each of those people have their their kind of story arcs. So you kind of follow, obviously, Bill trying to build this team. Mm. You have uh, OC trying to get his grades up to match his athletic ability to get a scholarship for yeah. college. You've and got, so he's still allowed to play football as well, because exactly. that's part of the deal. His yeah. grades have to stay at a certain level, so he's allowed to stay on the yeah. team. And then you've got uh, Travis, who, who's just trying not to get back in prison, yeah. really. And but they're just trying to turn him, himself, him around. Really. Yeah. Uh, and then we've got Money. And kind of his story doesn't really kind of take off till about halfway through when he gets injured. Yeah, but there's a little bit before that because there's friction between him and Chavis, there almost is, for yeah. no reason. Yeah, yeah, that, um, he just sat next to him, didn't he? And yeah, that was it. And they beca- they kind of become the, they they were friends and they become in conflict and just don't really talk to each yeah. other. Yeah, yeah. So they, they, you know, then uh, money injures himself and he and obviously that destroys him because he's watching mm. his final senior year yeah, football season play, play out game. and he can't play because he's got a cruciate ligament damage. The, um, what did I say? Uh, yeah, money in the doctor's office trying to convince him to let him play the final yeah. game. He's so sad. He it wants is. it so badly. Absolutely. Yeah. And he even kind of says like, he says I can't play, but I'm going to go and do it. Yeah. And thankfully he doesn't because that could have seriously screwed him up. Yeah, absolutely. So that's kind of a quick overview that people would, will be talking about. Yeah. But um, one of the, the second comment I made was, was talking about the area they live in and how sad and depressing it was to see that the kids yeah. had to live in that environment and try and struggle to mm. survive in that environment. And nobody seemingly really cared about them apart from the, a few of the teachers yeah. and, and the, the people in the thing. Um, and then uh, you get to see how Bill and some of the coaches live yeah. in these huge mansions. Well, OC goes to stay with one, doesn't he? And he yeah. says, I see people jogging in the neighbourhood. If I jog through yeah. my neighbourhood, people think I'm running from the police. Yeah, I know. It's oh yeah, it's crazy. And I mean, it was just, you could just see the, the divide in wealth was just immense. 
And yeah. I'm sure there's middle ground somewhere oh, in the possibly around. Yeah, but, but yeah, it, and it was just like Jesus. It's not. It's not a surprise that people are trying. You know, it's good to see that certain people with the wealth are trying to help the kids who, mm. without it. Um, I liked the way the adults try to inspire the kids. Bill is an amazing motivational speaker. Yeah. He will take any... He took some... He, uh, there are some bits where he rants. Yeah. Where he just loses his shit. Yeah. And he's like, I'm going ha- to have to go to church and say, uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be in there for hours because the amount of cussing I've had to do today. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah. The, yeah, there are some where he just goes berserk at yeah. them. But and what, it's because he feels he feels kind of let down. They don't listen to him, and he feels let down yeah. by them. But when he's like, when they lose, and he kind of turns it on the head and explains yeah. why and like how they'll bounce back from it. Yeah, and that, it's not due to their performance; it's because of this, that, and the other. That's he's what just I thought. Was incredible. Right. Yeah, he was never. He never said you lost. It was your fault. Yeah, it was, and he never blamed the kids for anything. No, and, and, unless like, it was Javis and he'd done you something. You know what they were, and they're not going to happen again, are they? Yeah, and yeah. he was. He was very kind of putting positive spins on everything and he was really he you could tell he knew how to appeal to certain people mm. and he would you know look at them in a certain way and like with Chavis and things like that he'd say you know you, you're not going to want to go back to where you are you want to become become a man and do mm. this and he like he appealed to his masculinity yeah and said and, and you know his sense of pride mm. and it, it just turned the kid around yeah the way he did when um, when Chavis and Money kick off in the tape yeah. viewing, the way he deals with them is great. Mm. And he, even though it's like a great, you know, a great cost to his personal time when mm. he drives all the way over to Money's house and drives yeah. him back to yeah, Dri- drives yeah, him back, back to school, school and yeah. just kind of sorts them out. Absolutely, yeah. Although there is kind of like the tension stays there throughout most of the rest of the film. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, uh, skipping ahead actually to kind of when they resolve that. Yes, is when um, he he gives out what he called, for each game gives out what he calls the Uncommon Man Award, which I yeah. think he gives like some kind of motivational book to. Yeah, called the but, Uncommon uh, Man or something. I, I'm assuming it's, it's the Man of the Match. Yeah, which yeah. is what we'd call it. Yeah, um, and <coughs> that final bit where he um, where he presents that to Chavis. Yeah, and Chavis uses his speech time yeah. essentially to. Uh, where he, you know, he finally realizes that, you know, he has been, he's been a dick, he's been yeah. a child, mm. and th- it's the moment where he mans up and he uses his speech to apologize, not in so many words, but no. apologize to money in front of him, yeah, and, and it, in front of everybody, yeah, and essentially kind of and like also, give his own little motivational. Your injury is not going to hold you back. You're amazing. You're going to come back and be exactly. incredible. Type week. That's a brilliant scene. Yeah, and also the fact, that obviously, you know, money's at the. The absolute pits because that's just after he's been told he can't play in the last game. Yeah, he's and, just he stopped showing up and he's just yeah. sitting in the back of the room with his coat on, his head, his head down. down. Yeah, and and Chavis is there, kind of really like, actually, no, look, you what you've been through is really tough. Yeah, because you've seen us do it and yeah. you wanted to be a part of it. And you can't yeah. be any, and it's you know it's it's far from eloquent. No, but, but you can tell he's a cha- he's a you can tell it's so really genuine. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, oh yeah, and uh, kind of going going on from that when. Um, when money is told on the field he's going to get his college tuition paid for and yeah. just breaks down and mm. can't can't stand yeah. almost yeah well that's the thing you know is it one of the one of the assistant coaches has a friend yeah. happened to be having dinner with him yeah. told them about money yeah, just told him about him has, hasn't seen any tape of him has never yeah. seen him play yeah and it wasn't not even for like for football it was just they just said he's a really bright kid yeah. and he's been helped he's being held back yeah. and this guy happened to be a multimillionaire and said oh, fine I'll pay for I'll pay, pay for him tuition. to go to college wherever yeah. he wants to go. Yeah. Um and just to see 
and you know that that is i think uh, richard mentions it in his pitch is that's a, that's a, a moment where uh all throughout it he's being told put in hard work put in dedication now you're injured you've mm. you've got to go to physiotherapy you've got to be dedicated to that you've got to come to the games you've got to show you you're you're part of the team you've got to go continue your studies and you've got to do this and do that and even though money's not playing football he's still getting coached and brought up and being kind yeah, of yeah. and because of that that's because he shows that kind of dedication although it goes a bit wayward at times yeah. he's always brought back mm. um, and that's why he ends up impressing this person so much that he gets that and it's a it's a fantastic payoff to see that his hard work is rewarded mm. and i imagine that would be a great motivator for all the other kids as well the yeah. fact that you know they see that that's being rewarded yeah it's just um bill's belief in the kids is kind of infectious yeah absolutely you know, yeah. I, uh, I wrote i don't give two shits or two shots thanks to um uh, <laughs> ipad <laughs> autocorrect uh, about any sport but i'm rooting for the team yeah absolutely yeah and not i don't mean just the kids individually it's no like, it's i want to see them win their yeah, games absolutely. and he takes them to was it they've they've gone from like a 10 and no uh, an 0 and 10 season so no wins and 10 losses yeah to one loss and nine wins yeah which then, is phenomenal. Unfortunately, they don't win the playoff game by one point. And yeah, it's just it's a pretty incredible interception that stops the. Yeah, 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 and it is just kind it, of it's like, like oh my millimeter, god, millimeter, mill- they were millimeters away from yeah. winning. Yeah, and no, it's that, kind of heartbreaking. It is, and you and that final scene when they're on the pitch, mm. and Bill's breaking down and. That's right. There's one where he goes and hugs OC in particular. Yeah. And he's just like, he's just like, stay there, don't move. I'm going to say something in a minute. And the camera goes around the other side and the yeah. tears are streaming down his face. Yeah. And it basically. Because that's where he decides he's going to quit as well. Yeah. Because he? he's not spending enough time with his own family. Yeah. And I think it's because uh, at the very beginning of the documentary, the reason that team kind of exists is because there was a core group of kids who mm. decided to go there and be part of the team, yeah. weren't there? And yeah, OC yeah. was one of them. I mm. think, and uh, so you know, Bill, Bill's kind of like this would not have happened without you. Yeah, and he he gives him this you know heart rendering speech about mm. how amazing he is, uh, you know, and all the other kids are there as well, and everyone's kind of crying, and you know, but they're so elated at what they've achieved. Yeah, it just they've narrowly missed yeah, yeah. out on something even more special. Yeah, like in the previous one hundred and nine years, they yeah, got <laughs> no, yeah, close to and this. They they deserve to win that game yeah. so much. Mm. But yeah, it was. I, I really enjoyed the documentary. I thought it was really, really good uh, and great. surprisingly engaging. Yes, very engaging. Um, uh, no, I don't know if I have anything else to say. Anything else would just be comedy. The guy <laughs> right. who kicks the field goal directly, directly into his teammates' ass during like the opening <laughs> yeah, montage, yeah. where you see how crap they are. Yeah, and Bill's just like head in his hands, like <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ, what yeah. is wrong with these children? Yeah. Um, and there's, a bit, I think, in the second game they play. Oh, I was going to mention about that when yeah, the kid gets the, the, the helmet. Yeah, and the guy. It, it looks like the guy gets his head ripped off. Yeah, I mean, the, you know, one of the kids goes to tackle him, kind mm. of fumbles the tackle, just grabs, seemingly grabs the side of the helmet. Yeah, the yeah, face that's guard. A, that, that's an, that is an illegal technique yeah. known as face masking. Yeah, and he just pulls it, and yep. he, the guy's head whips around, and he flips and spins, and yeah. it's just like Jesus, that yeah. could have. But you know, that second game, the danger surrounding that second game, <sighs> yeah. where they have the speech from the cop beforehand. Yeah. So. Saying, if they start shit, 
don't fight back. That's what I'm here for. Yeah, you, you run. Do, you go and play. Your, I want you to win. You play your game. And if they yeah. start to think, run away and I will deal with them. Yeah. And I think Bill says as well, he says, if anyone says anything to you, yeah. don't talk come back. Come to me. Come running to me like I'm your daddy. And, yeah. and I'll go and sort them out. Yeah. And it's just like, that's, you know. And, and then at, at the end of the game. I was, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. They, they want to shake hands. Yeah. And the cops won't let them. Yeah. And they, they like, they're almost like riot police kind of separate the two yeah, pitches yeah, and supporters. Like, and, shake the other coach's hand. Yeah. And it looks like it is going to happen, but with cops around, and the cops say no, don't yeah, just yeah, go. Yeah, and he's he, just before that, Bill's going down, and all the team saying, "Put your helmets on, strap them on," and they don't come off till we're on the bus. Yeah, yeah, because they've just won at the opposition's <laughs> ground. Yeah, and these people hate them. Yeah, but it's yeah that kind of anticipation of violence over children. It was essentially children's sport. I know. I know. Can you imagine that at like, yeah. football games at secondary schools in England? That well, would just be ridiculous. It's, yeah, I mean, to be honest... Well, I, maybe my, there are some places that Maybe, happens, but, but I mean, my secondary school, we didn't really do... We didn't really have, like, a team that went and did games with other t- schools or anything like that. I think mm. I played... We did, but I was had nothing to do with any of them because... I, I think play. I played in a basketball match against one other school mm. once. Huh. And that was it. And we were rubbish. No, well, yeah. White and it was like, jump. yeah, and it was just like, you know, no, you know. Unless it's high jump. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I think that was the only reason I was in the basketball team. Because <laughs> you were lanky and you could do the high jump. Because I was a high jump champion, yeah, so yeah. they figured I'd be able to, yeah, yeah. I wasn't very good. Um, well, You're okay, also very but, good at dribbling, but not with a basketball. No, I was okay, but I was, you know, I had no interest in kind of doing it as a team sport. Mm. Yeah, we didn't really do kind of team sports. You, no. You'd have to have to play them, obviously. You have to yeah. play football, cricket, rugby, yeah. basketball, but not competitively, if that makes sense. The other thing that kind of made me chuckle is right at the end, mm. there's a typo in the end credits. The list of production date is 2011. <laughs> oh, really? Movies from the future. <laughs> um, I kind of fudged it last week, but I'm going to... Uh, Richard put a little <coughs> review at the end of his pitch, yes. so I'm going to read that yeah, out. Yeah. Um, he says, this is a sports documentary in which what happens off the field is every bit as important as what takes place on it. Directors Lindsay and Martin, which I found out are the director's surnames, not just two people called Lindsay and Martin, All right. uh, must have known just how lucky they were when Money and Chavis's stories dovetailed as perfectly as they do in the film. Yeah. It will take a very hard heart not to be affected by the physical and emotional journeys these two young men must take in order to stay on the team and play the game they love so much. At one point, Courtney proclaims, football doesn't build character, it reveals character. Mm. The kids in this documentary make it quite clear that football can do both. Undefeated isn't perfect. There, uh, there wasn't really a need for the movie to stretch as languidly as it does over two hours. And a couple of scenes, including Money's reward for his patience and commitment to staying on the team, feel like they've been manipulated to elicit the maximum emotional response from the audience. Nevertheless, there's a reason the film took home the Academy Award for the Best Documentary. It's heartfelt and uplifting and proves that there's a great deal of drama and inspiration to be found in real life, not just in the movies. Yeah, no, I yeah. I agree with all of that. Yeah, me too. Yeah, uh, if there is criticism, it is that it is slightly long and kind of feels it at the beginning. It's a bit kind of yeah, it's a I bit agree with that. towards the beginning. Yeah, but once it kind of picks up and you're invested in the people, yeah. it's it's a fantastic film. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, I want, I wonder if I wonder if there is a way to get you engaged into the characters quicker. Maybe you need that slow bit at the beginning to get yeah, you some, get you yeah. on their side. Um, yeah, no, I really enjoyed that. Yeah, so. actually, well, that's too. Um, that's two listener pitch documentaries back to back. That and the imposter that get uh, top yeah. whole five star recommendations. Yeah, absolutely. From us, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah really, they really, really do. Um, yeah, absolutely. Have you got anything else for? Uh, no, I didn't. Uh, this wasn't the film. It wasn't worth looking for silly titles no, or kind not. of um, reviews. Um, yeah. <clears throat> what I do have is um, we have an email, right, from Zach Davies. Okay, 
Uh, remember last week we talked about uh, Corpse Bride and Kick-Ass. Yes. And I mentioned for some reason Watchmen. Why did we talk about Watchmen last week? Tell you what, why don't I go back and listen to the other podcast? Um, um, I don't know. Maybe we could, uh, I don't know. What we, we did talk about Watchmen. other kind of glossy superhero movies and Watchmen probably kind of came up and we mentioned that yeah, we didn't think it yeah, was Yeah, maybe. Good. I can't remember why we mentioned Watchmen. Oh, maybe. Might have been talking about Man of Steel. Maybe. Which ties oh, Zack Snyder and then Zack yeah, Snyder, yeah. yeah. Um, this show would be so much better if it was run by two people with memories. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, Zach Davies sent an, inter- <laughs> sent an email entitled Utter Heresy. Oh, really? Hello. <laughs> I'm going to say something which will probably make you rage slightly. I would rather rewatch Watchmen than Kick Ass. Yes, I know. What? Yeah. 10% of Watchmen consists of the ballsing up of the ending and the ballsing up of the character of Ozymandias. This is enough to make lots of people, including, I assume, Alan Moore, never want to watch it ever again. Yeah. However, the other 90% is very spot on and has far more verve and inspiration than most of Kick-Ass. Granted, all of the good stuff, apart from the excellent opening titles, comes from the comic book, but I'm not going to grumble that all Zack Snyder does is reproduce it slavishly. Right. This is not necessarily a bad thing. I can enjoy the good bits, ignore the hash of the ending, and feel smug that I've read the comic and get why it's better. <laughs> However, if I'm missing something as to why it's particularly awful, do tell. Kick-Ass is, as you say, great entertainment, but once the characters are set up, they don't really do anything unexpected. Also, I didn't enjoy the premise of the useless nerdy loser superhero. It reminded too much of Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man and how much I hated him in those films. Hit-Girl and Big Daddy are great, but I don't know if I'd feel the need to watch the film again on their account. I like Red Mist a lot. I like, the odious little shit. I like a good odious little shit in a film, and I think Christopher Mintzplast does a good job. He genuinely seems to want to be Kick-Ass's friend while at the same time selling him out. And while he has the brains to do so, he doesn't have the foresight to see how this is all going to turn out. Right. My only actual gripe with Kick-Ass was the excessive voiceovers. I imagine they were taken from the comic book where, mm. where they would be necessary, but I didn't think they were all uh, strong enough to justify their presence in the film. Compare this with Watchmen, every voiceover line is some awesome Alan Moore work of genius. Right, keep up the good work. Right. I think my major problem with Watchmen mm. is that... Uh, Typical of Zack Snyder, it's all surface and no Depth. nothing underneath. Yeah. It looks incredible. It looks exactly like yeah. you would imagine the comic book brought to life to be. Yeah, absolutely. I think my my only criticism of the visuals is the overuse of slow mo. But that's Zack Snyder. It is, and and I you know slow mo in films is great as long as it fits with what's happening. Yeah. Uh, whereas this, quite often, it just seemed to be slow mo, just so you can realise, oh yeah, that's exactly like the comic, and we'll carry yeah. And, yeah, yeah, and yeah, and again, I agree. Just like the whole kind of subtext of what mm. Watchmen is actually all about, mm. just wasn't didn't come across. The other kind of problem with it is timing. Mm. Watchmen. The yes. comic came was a real shot in the arm after all these goody goody superhero comics. Yeah, and I think it does it. Pre, I think it predates Dark Knight Returns, right? Uh, which is the dark, yeah, dark re envisioning of Batman. Yeah, um, and to be the hit that it was, and to be what it was, it needed all of this goody goody red, white, and blue superhero comics to come beforehand. Yeah. And so did the movie. Yeah. So it needed all the standard superhero movies to come before it. Yeah. However, it's too late. Yeah. If that make does that make any sense? No, no, no. What, no. what it, it needed, needed to be all the Marvel all ones. Then needs all the Marvel ones, all the Avengers ones, yeah. Iron Man's to go first, and not to have had Christopher Nolan's Batman. Well, yeah, there is that. But equally, what I mean is, 
it needed it needed to have all of those superhero movies that we had, mm. but this all needed to occur prior to nineteen eighty five as well. Yeah, yeah, like it's yeah. it's like it's I fifteen years yeah. out of time. Yeah, the but movie. I mean, it's also intrinsically linked to the time. Like, if you think about what was happening in the world in the yeah. early to mid eighties, yeah, and you know the whole point of the chapter, you know, the the all the books with the 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 doomsday clock getting closer to midnight mm. uh, and you know if you think you know Iron Maiden song two minutes to midnight it's all that was that was a really the doomsday clock was something that was really well known yeah and it was a real kind of menace so I, that all of that isn't kind of there and mm. I guess it's difficult to do that in a well it's nearly a three hour film isn't it but if, yeah. if it was yeah. a you know it, it is difficult to condense something like that into a short film Bits were changed, but possibly the wrong bits were yeah. changed. So it's still looking at a threat that no longer exists in yeah. 2009 or whenever it was produced. Yeah, but if it, perhaps that had been updated. Maybe. I think it's just making it relatable to... You know, yeah. the audience needs... Whatever yeah. they would do, they either need to put it in context with some information or you need to yeah. make it more relatable. I don't know. Yeah. I, it, just, it just bored me. Did you want to have a little Iron Man chat as we've both seen it? We can do, Do you yeah. care enough? <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I really enjoyed it. I okay, because I thought it it was wasn't good, it wasn't bad, it was just there. No, I enjoyed it. I thought it was I thought it was exactly what I expected it to be, which was, you know, nearly two hours of Robert Downey Jr. swaggering about and being amusing and fun and okay. some plenty of action. And... Because I did not laugh at no, really? all. No, I was in a room with thirty odd people. I went like a uh, uh, weekday afternoon because it's cheaper yeah. and you get less children running around in Iron Man masks. Yeah. Um, uh, but I didn't find it. I don't recall laughing aloud once. I don't know if I really laughed hour, aloud, but I, I found it but amusing I think and the entertaining. Times I laughed in the previous two. I guess I think it's more, for me. It's more about an overall level of entertainment. Yeah, if that makes sense. And I, it was just things like, okay, how much are we going to spoil this? Um, I think there's one kind of pretty big spoiler we should avoid. There is. Okay, yeah, we'll avoid that. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm allowed to talk about multiple suits. Yeah, oh yeah, because that's yeah? in the trailer. Okay, good. Because they throw away 41 potential sequels at the end. They do, but that's one of the things I didn't like, the fact that he could... he could. I yeah, like the fact they've kind of a... cleared that and it's like, okay, we're just going to go back to the one now and he's in it. And yeah. I think I, th- I, I quite like the fact they've used up that trick. Yeah, I guess so. I didn't understand why they had to be semi-autonomous robots to start with. And they, that's kind of like pushing the technology a little too far. Kind of, but if you think about it, that's technology from... The second movie—that's exactly what yeah, kind of uh, Mickey Rourke did with the, with the drones, isn't it? So yeah. it's kind of Stark's take on yeah. what you see. You know, I, I, I've only seen the second one once, and I haven't really gone back. Right, to Right, okay. It. I um, watched the first two prior yeah. to going to see this one, so that mm. I, that I didn't have a problem with particularly. Mm. Um, but it's things like they used they used the uh, the fairly well known Hulkbuster armor to right. just hold up a pylon. Right, I see. See, I and, yeah, and then the thing blow is, it up. I, I, I didn't know that. I mean, I couldn't tell you if those suits were actual ones that have been used in the comics. Or I think it's highly likely they will they yeah, all see, will I, be. I didn't, or some I, of them yeah, will be. I, Hulk, was, the Hulkbuster one definitely isn't. Right. It's something he puts on when he has to fight the Incredible Hulk. Right, that's what fine. he puts on. I see, right. Um, yeah, it wasn't funny. It was directed by, written and directed by Shane Black. Yeah. And it's not Shane Black enough. Right, okay. It's not. I, do, I couldn't tell you if I've seen anything that Shane Black directed. No, okay. I've seen stuff. I think you've seen stuff he's written. He wrote *Lethal Weapon*. Yeah, um, they all blend into one. So. Yeah, but, but yeah, they're I, they're funny, rude yeah. action movies, and yeah. this has to be. I know this has to be PG thirteen, but mm. yeah, um, 
Yeah, it's just I kind of feel the same about all the Iron Man movies. They're just fine superhero films. They don't get me excited. They don't. Now, for me, this did not deliver what the trailer promised. I thought you know it was kind I of would flabby. Like, do you know what I think? I, I was thinking about the Marvel, the series of Marvel movies they've released. Mm-hmm. So Iron Man's one, two, and three. Mm-hmm. Thor, Captain America, and. Avengers. Avengers. Norton Hulk kind Norton, of counts as well. Norton Hulk kind of counts, although they'll probably change that at some point. Yeah. yeah. Um, Did you stay for the sting? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, um, Not mentioning what it is, but... Yeah, yeah no. So out of all of those, mm. I would say scrap Captain America because he's boring. Mm. Scrap Thor because he's boring. Mm-hmm. Scrap the Avengers because I hated it. <laughs> just make let's just, let's just make Iron Man just movies because they're Robert the Danny entertaining Jr. costs ones. a lot of money, huh? Robert Downey Jr. costs a lot. No, of I know, money. but they're the entertaining ones. Mm. I I like I say. I mean, Thor was okay. Captain America is really bad, and uh, Avengers I really hated, and it was just uh, I just the Iron Man ones are the ones that are entertaining. They're like if I could do without the Spider Mans and the the Dark Knights, just make Iron Man movies because yeah. they've they've hit the right, they've got the formula right. Yeah, on those maybe, and not so much with the others. Mm. I don't think so. That's that's mm. what I reckon. I wasn't excited enough. Right. Okay. I am Fair probably enough. next week probably going to go and see Star Trek. Yeah, I will see. I'm not like chomping at the bit to see Star Trek. I will mm. go and see it. I the this probably sounds sad, but I was Fast Six is the one that I want to go and see. I yeah, that as well. I, I'm I, more. I, I, I saw trailers well. for for the both of them. Yeah, and it was Fast and Furious Six. I was like, that's the one I really want to see. That does just like it looks so stupid. Switch off my brain, crashing Absolutely. cars into yeah, stuff. Yeah, some of the action in those trailers because you got to see the full. Yeah, there's trick. like a. There's I didn't like, get that. It was like six minutes. There's or whatever a great. It was, it, yeah. It's introduced by The Rock. And he's awesome. like, hello, Cineworld. And he does his full kind of, you know, yeah. just exuberance. Yeah, yeah. And oh, well, show- I didn't go to a Cineworld, so I didn't get to see Yeah, it. and then they showed you the, the whole kind of... It's, there's a, They show you a sequence involving... this heavily used in the trailer, and it basically involves two American muscle cars, I think a Plymouth Superbird and a, a Shelby Mustang mm. GT500 and a Ford Escort RS Mexico. Yes. Against a tank. Yes. And it's stupid. And yeah. it's really stupid, but it's brilliantly entertaining at the same time. Mm. The uh, bit that made me howl with laughter in the trailer is the mm. pulling down of the jet plane using using the car. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. That I pissed myself yeah. when I saw that. <laughs> so, it's like, yeah, I'm on board. Go on. <laughs> just show me some ridiculous stunts. Yeah, so, yeah, I'm, I'm really kind of... Yeah, I mean, I, I love car chase movies anyway. Mm. Um, so it's, that's much more my back. I really enjoyed the other J.J. Abrams Star Trek movie yeah uh, I'm just I'm not I'm just you know I will go and see that mm. and I'm sure I'll really enjoy it but I you know like I say it's, it hasn't got the I must see I have heard almost overwhelmingly positive reviews there have been a couple of people who are like eh not yeah, bothered no, I've heard, I, 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 mostly I've, it's been like this is yeah quite I, fantastic and I'd, I'd had the same about Iron Man mm. I hadn't heard anything bad about that yeah no nor had I and then I went in and I was like mm, is that it yeah mm. Anyway, should we yes. continue? Um, I'm going to take over and I'm going to pitch. You're going to pitch? Yeah, I'm going to do a segue from five minutes ago when you were talking about slow motion in Watchmen. Oh, okay, fine. Uh, and I'm going to talk about a film with uses slow motion quite a lot. Okay. Um, and I can even tie this into uh, Undefeated. Oh, really? Yeah. Go for it then. The film you get this week is Dread. Okay, cool. Uh, the Judge Dread film. Yeah. Um even more of a hellhole than Manassas yeah. uh, is Mega City 1. 
Right. Uh, the judges of the Hall of Justice of the police, uh, yeah. and King Judge is Dread. Okay. Uh, he is tasked with taking a, a special psychic rookie out on her assessment day. Mm-hmm. Um, they get trapped inside a mega block run by Mama, the city's biggest crime boss, yeah. uh, when it gets locked down. Uh, with no hope of rescue or backup, they must bring Mama to justice and fight their way out. Okay. That's your basic plot. Right. It's the raid, but beefy. Okay. Um, I, the first time I saw this was in the cinema, yeah. in a triple bill. Right. We have a, a, a local cinema in London called The Prince Charles, and it's yeah. kind of it's a bit repertory. They don't show much no. new stuff, but they're quite inventive and innovative, and they're like they've got mm. a real cult following. Yeah, I went, I saw a, I suppose it's, it was a triple bill, but effectively it's a quadruple bill of mm. um, Vixen, Super Vixens, which are both Russ Mayer yeah. films, followed by Grindhouse. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there was another movie after it, but we didn't stay for that because mm. it would already been in the cinema for like four hours, yeah. five hours. Yeah, um, and that was great. They like they'll, they'll take like a little genre and they'll yeah. do a do a night, and it's really kind of fun. Well, the thing I went to was called Movie Mathematics. Right, Movie A plus Movie B equals Movie C. Okay, and I got to see RoboCop plus The Raid equals Dread. That's perfect. That um, really is perfect. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and while I liked Dread then, I'd mm. just seen The Raid immediately before it. So right. it's like you get a 10-minute break between films yeah. and that's it, essentially. Um, and the the plot is fairly similar. What I yeah. just read out, you know, yeah, could pretty is, much yeah. apply to small-kicking Indonesian. Yeah. Um, so while I liked Dread, I'd just seen one of my favourite films of the previous year right before it yeah. with almost the same plot. Yeah. Um, and then I watched this again mm-hmm. to pitch to you yeah. and I really enjoyed it okay um, oh, that's good if if the raid is the light elegant spicy eastern noodles and stir fry version yeah. this is the steak and potatoes version right, okay. so you know it, uh, a big meaty heavy but just as satisfying right um, the slow motion comes into it because mama is a drug lord right uh, or drug lady drug baroness it's a woman okay. Yeah, I'm just trying to think what it would be. I well, suppose it's lords, lords and ladies, and ladies so it'd be drug lady. Yeah. But I like Baroness. Yeah. Um, uh, she pedals a drug called slow-mo, uh, oh. which slows down the brain to 1% of normal speed or makes you perceive that things are happening at 1% of right. normal speed. Uh, and it makes everybody everything look sparkly and delicious as well. Right. And So when somebody uses it, you get to see the effects. Oh, I see, uh, right. In slow motion with kind of like... Um, Computer enhanced yeah. sparkles and stuff, right, uh, and that stuff looks beautiful. Right. Uh, it's used to gra- it's used to great effect. Actually, mm-hmm. there are a couple of um, action sequences that use it. Right. But as you said, uh, the problem with Watchmen, where the slow motion is out of context. Yeah. This is completely in context. You yeah, exactly, only get yeah. slow motion when, when someone on slow mo is in the scene. Right. Um, overall, it looks great. It was shot by Anthony Dodd Mantle, who won oh, Oscar right, for yeah. Slumdog Millionaire, mm-hmm. so he knows what he's doing. Yeah. He's in Slumdog. I haven't, no. Okay, all right, noted. Yeah. Um, yeah, it looks great. It's gritty and grimy, but colourful all at once. Mm-hmm. Um, the humour is dark and deadpan and understated. Mm. Um, uh, I should mention that uh, the only person in this film you've heard of is the guy who played, oh, maybe two of them, actually. Um, Mama is uh, Lena Headey, right. who's been uh, like around and in things forever. Yeah. I know uh, the name. Uh, and Judge Dredd is Carl Urban, yeah. who is you would know Trek? from J.J. Abrams' Star Trek, where yeah. he plays Bones, yes, yeah. and many other things besides. Yeah. Um, and he is, he's a great Dredd. Yeah, I can kind of see that. He's all scowl and chin acting. Yeah. Because you, can... un- unlike, have you seen the Stallone Judge I Dredd? I have seen the Stallone Judge Dredd. Okay. 
I have um, a weird connection to that, actually. You have the, a weird connection to Stallone's Judge Dredd. Not that I like it. I, right. not okay. I have seen it. The yeah, reason yeah. I've seen it is yeah. because when I was at secondary school, the town or the little village next to the town I went to school in has got an old World War II airfield. And they used to shoot uh, a TV game show there, but they also, uh, the Crystal Maze. Okay. Uh, but they also used to store stuff there. And one of the things they stored, there were all of the vehicles from the Stallone Dread movie. Really? And they would go through our town, like the town where my school was, <laughs> on the back of lorries. Right. So you'd be, you know, you'd walk up to the shop at lunchtime and like... And a parade walk, of trucks and would a go par- past Yeah, with. and you'd see the, the cop cars and the, the taxis, yeah. you know, the kind of beefy tank mm. looking things. And they'd all go past. So there was kind of like a... That was why I, you know, I probably wouldn't necessarily have watched that movie, mm. but because I knew of, I'd seen those vehicles, I kind of wanted to see them in the film, as it mm. were. Um, yeah, so that was the only reason I've seen it. I yeah. think I've seen it once, and I've, I think it was on TV when this movie got released, and I saw like a scene of it before I flicked over because it really bad it is very it's poor awful. Uh, if anybody wants to see it it is available in its entirety on YouTube oh is it yes and it sucks ass it is really bad um, but anyway yeah, my point about the chin and the scowl yeah. is that in the comics Dread's helmet never comes off no in the Stallone film it's off within like 10 minutes yeah because uh, you need to see it still Stallone in Dread he's a star Carl Herbert, Carl Herbert never takes the helmet really? off. Yeah, See, that's, so he's he goes through everything. Is his voice, his physicality, mm, and his, his chin. Just, you like below the nose is all you see yeah. of him. Um, and yeah, he can be hilarious with a single word or even a grunt. Some scenes he'll say just it'll be a syllable, and right. it's it's hilariously funny. Okay. Um, the action is violent and gory and uncompromising. It earns every inch of its eighteen certificate. Okay. Uh. I don't know. This is from the pages of 2000 AD, the comic, yeah. which is for, we have a lot of American listeners, which is a British comic that's been running since forever. Yeah. I and mean, Judge guys, Dredd has always been the lead. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've never read any Nor of the Nor have I. Judge it doesn't Dredd appeal comics. to me. No. And I know almost nothing about Judge Dredd. Yeah. But I really like this film. Right. Uh, the other person I know who really likes it mm. is my friend Tony, who mm. I went to the movie maths right. thing, who his favorite thing is probably. Judge Dredd. Right. He was seeing it for the seventh time. Oh, Jesus. And he giggled like a schoolgirl. Right. <laughs> Pretty much, he won't thank me for saying this, no. pretty much all the way through it. Um, yeah. So it works for me just as kind of an action yeah. comic book movie, and it worked for him as a mega fan oh, of that's Judge good. Dredd. That's good. I mean, that's always good when you get those two. It's a bit like Abrams' Star Trek. Yeah. Where you suddenly get the uber geeks enthusing about it and your casual viewer enthusing about it. Mm. I think that's always really, you know, you've hit a sweet spot there. Yeah, supposedly there's like there's an absolute ton of references for fans, right, like okay. Easter eggs and in jokes. Uh, for example, yeah. apart from apart from the block they get locked in, yeah, uh, which is named after the restaurant. It's written by Alex Garland, by the way, who wrote The right. Beach and oh, okay. many many things. Yeah, uh, and also wrote a, a Halo movie. Right. The script for which is knocking around online and never got made because it would have cost $300 million. But it's right. a great script and okay. it would have been the video game on screen if they'd made it. Right. Um, anyway, yeah, um, yeah. The, <laughs> the block they get locked in is named after the restaurant he wrote most of the script in. Oh, right, nice. Um, but all of the other blocks and things are named after something relating to Dread or 2000 AD. So right. the, there's references to all the writers and the artists oh, and nice. all that kind of thing. People's names crop up in graffiti. Right, right. So for, for real big fans, there's all of that stuff. Okay, that's cool. What else? Uh, the use of the rookie's ability uh, and how it's shown is very clever, I think. Mm. Um She's a psychic. She can just kind of like hear what people are thinking. Just with a little kind of tuning, retuning of her mind, she can tune right. what other people are thinking. 
Okay. Uh, and the, like I said, the way it's used and the way it then, uh, in some cases, is visually represented mm-hmm. uh, is very clever. Okay. Um, I've pretty much read through all of my notes. Just okay, cool. Uh, facts. Um, this cost $50 million, thereabouts. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. And unfortunately, only took $36 million, which is a shame. Oh, uh, but true. I guess it's tough to get that kind of money back for on a film. Yeah, with it, what in the US would be a hard R certificate, and over here is a is an eighteen. Yeah, but uh, and, and all, with frankly limited appeal. Yeah, well, also if you think, I, I would imagine the fan base going to be mostly based in the UK, given that it's a UK based comic. I would think, I would, but that thirty six million is, is worldwide total yeah, cinema. Yeah, but then. The Outer World, the only reference they've got is the Stallone movie. I guess so, Which yeah. is awful. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I can kind of understand why it didn't quite... I hope it makes some back on home entertainment. I would imagine. Um, I, it, it strikes me that it's the sort of thing that will. Yeah. Well, even outside of it being traded, it's a good throwback, meaty action movie. Yeah. Um, but like I said, I mean, that's I way back when I pitched you The Punisher. That's why I pitched you that, because that was just... It's just a proper 80s action movie, yeah, yeah. you know, but... Yeah. Yeah. Um... That's about my lot, really. Cool. Uh, okay. The Blu-ray has got a 3D version on it, which I can't watch. Yeah. Uh, but I assume you probably will watch it in yeah, 3D. So you so, can yeah. report back on the um, the three-dimensionality of yeah, it. Sure, uh, yeah, sure. Because well, both times I've seen it has just been in 2D. Fine. Okay. Yeah, no, we'll, we'll watch it in 3D. Yeah. I, 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 might, I definitely, because I saw Iron Man in 3D as well. Mm. Um, and I'm, I'm, I didn't. No. Uh, I'm definitely sticking to my theory that 3D works better at home on a TV. I think it's a smaller viewing area, and you're yeah. not, and your eyes aren't trying to have to take exactly. in exactly, and also screen. you can you can go into the settings on the telly and make sure that the 3D is adjusted to your eyesight. Yeah, uh, and you're not, and, and to be fair, the chain of cinemas I went to is not the greatest for 3D in my experience. Not, not um, renowned for there. No, I've been well, I've been to other chains where I've I've i found it much more comfortable to watch 3D, mm. um, and I, that might just be down to my eyes. Um, and I do actually wonder if the reason you don't like 3D is because of your eyesight. I've got good eyesight. I know so you I've have. I've got good eyesight. That's I've my point. Than 2020 vision, Dan. Again, that's my point. You're you've got better than 2020 vision. Right. So your eyesight is so acute that you might it might not be working for you as well because you're seeing more than you should be. If that makes sense. Interesting. Because I mean, like I mean, we when you know doing our normal day at work, you, yeah. you can when you're watching video, you can tell things if it's you can see more interlacing, you can see mm. more, uh, you can tell frame rates, yeah, between frame rates much better than I can. Mm. Um, and I wonder if that because of the way 3D works with the two images and the flickering, I wonder if your eyesight is too finely tuned, <laughs> so it's not it's, just the 3D is just overloading my brain. Exactly. Yeah. So I don't, I genuinely do wonder because I know it, obviously it can't work for everyone. If it, you know physiologically, it cannot work for everyone. No. So I no. think I've managed to hit the sweet spot on my TV. So Lucky you. Well, maybe I'll maybe I'll come round and just like. Maybe you leave should. your setting. Leave your settings at optimum Tom settings, and I'll, uh, yeah, I'll see you should how come, I go. Yeah, you should try, it and then uh, you can have a have a, have a around. Because I think actually, I'd quite like you to watch Drive Angry 3D, <laughs> <Just 'cause laughs> but only that. in 3D. Yeah, because it's is just useless really, for me at home. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. So stupid. So maybe next time you come over, we'll, we'll watch that. Anyway, that's dread. Yeah. Uh, I assume you have a film for me. I do. Excellent. Um, and it is a. Half me pitch, half listener pitch. Um, so this was one we had uh, a couple of weeks ago uh, that came in from Kenny. Uh, Kenny, Vengeance. send your vengeance. Yeah, uh, this is when he did his clue review oh, for yeah. us. Um, oh, there was a little thing tacked on the bottom of it. There wasn't was, there? Yeah. yeah, that's right. I uh, so now I'm going to read. 
I'm going to read his pitch. Okay. Verbatim. And then augment it. Yeah, only webisms. slightly because uh, this is this is an this is one of those movies. The less you know going in, probably the better. Okay. Um, so, uh, from Kenny's email, uh, I have a pitch for you. It's a 1997 Canadian sci-fi film called Cube. I am aware of it. Yeah. Seven strangers awake to find themselves in a trap-laden cube slash maze. They have no memory of who put them there or why, and now they must work together to solve the mystery and escape the cube. I don't want to spoil it, so that's all I'll say. If you guys haven't seen it, perhaps you could, uh, if you guys have seen it, perhaps you can take a, a moment to share your opinions. I'll be listening. Mm-hmm. Well, listen next week, Kenny, where yeah. we'll share our opinions on we Cube. Will. I know you um, like this. You've been trying to get me to watch this for years. Yeah, I, kind saw, of. I, I, I first saw this when it was released on video in the UK. Yeah, yeah. So this would have been 97, 98. Yeah. I remember watching I've it. I've been meaning to watch it yeah. almost that long because I've always been intrigued by the premise. Yeah. So what I'm going to say is that it's a really micro-budget mm-hmm. indie film and it has all of the problems that a micro-budget indie film has. <laughs> yeah. So some of the acting's a bit, and some of the script is a bit, you know, mm-hmm. it's you know, it's not flawless. How do you spell um, those words? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I've, got, I've got to transcribe this. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, there are going to be moments you'll be like, oh, okay. Mm. But as a concept and the execution of that concept, I think it's really, really clever. Okay. Um, I love the fact that everything that happens within it is well explained but not dumbed down. Okay. Um, not the, quite primer levels of no 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 but, nowhere near primer no. levels. Um, the set design was incredibly clever. Mm-hmm. Um, as you would have ascertained, these people wake up in a cube, mm-hmm. uh, and there are other cubes. Mm-hmm. And the only set they had was one full cube and one half cube. Blimey! So uh, and basically, the cubes come in different colours. Mm-hmm. There are blue ones, green ones, red ones, orange mm-hmm. ones, white ones. Um, and they were originally going to film it in a linear fashion, but they realized it took so long to put the bits of cellophane behind the lights to make them go different colors mm. that they decided to do all the white scenes, all the red scenes, yeah. all the green scenes, all the blue scenes and everything together. Um, and it, yeah, it, it works incredibly well like that. Um, I think my favorite kind of fact and trivia from the shoot was the fact that the, what dependent on the color of the lights depended on how well that day's shooting went <laughs> so white red was an angry day huh? yeah white blue and green everything went fine mm. red and orange people got really tetchy with each other mm. and really angry and 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 it, things didn't go to plan yeah which i thought was, it was almost quite an interesting bizarre psychological experiment that kind of occurred yeah, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. you know um yeah so i'm not going to say any more than that really in other it's um the cast are people who have gone on to be bit parts in TV Fine. shows and things. There's there's no real star, no mm-hmm. one you will have really heard of. Mm. Um, I'm just going to bring up... Uh, I forgot to write some of my notes down for this, so I'm going to just bring up the director and see if there's anything else. Oh, the director most recently directed a film called Splice. Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah I know and that. he did Ginger Snaps and things like that. So not a, a glittering career by any stretch, really. Uh, no, but, but he's, budget he's making movies. his name in that kind of low-budget horror thriller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so, he has, um, has a niche. Exactly. Yeah. But what, like I say, I think this this film shows a really clever way of making a high-concept sci-fi movie 
really basically and cheaply. Okay. Um, yeah. So that's and that's why I liked it when I first saw it because it because it was like, well, you know what? If I had a warehouse access to like a warehouse and you someone make torture you, cubes and throw your mates in exactly. Uh, yeah, I even, either like, Super Mario's just picked up an extra yeah, life, yeah. or something's gone. <laughs> there's something weird happening in our building. Yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, that was kind of it. Um, it's a, it's just an interesting independent sci-fi kind of horror, I guess. Okay, yeah. lovely. Like I said, it's been something I've been meaning to watch for yeah. ages. So, yeah, um, I've always been yeah. talking to you and, about uh, it. And I recently spotted it uh, lurking on Netflix. So. Yeah. I- <laughs> What the hell is that not? I don't know. Maybe uh, Luigi just picked up an yeah. extra life as well. Um, I, what I'd be interested to know is if Kenny is listening, has he seen the two sequels? Or there's a sequel and a prequel? There's a sequel and a prequel. Yeah. I remember not liking the sequel, mm. but I should probably watch it again now I understand more about quantum mechanics. Okay. <laughs> wow. Yeah. There's a sentence. Because it's a, it's it's called uh, Cube 2 Hypercube. Yes. And it involves hyperspace and mm. things, which is... And- quantum yeah, thingies which at the time I knew nothing about so it just seemed like stupidity yeah but now I've got a bit I've read books on it so I'm a bit, a bit more okay. it. I'm, so it might make more sense but the other one is Cube Zero mm-hmm. uh, and that I thought was a really interesting idea based on this so if you like this I may pitch you Cube Zero but possibly not Cube 2 okay alright um, but yeah so I'd be interested to know if Kenny's seen either of those Marvellous. Uh, in actual fact, if any of you have seen either of those, yeah. uh, you can send us your thoughts on Twitter. We are at HYS Podcast. Uh, we're on Facebook, facebook.com slash haveyouseenpodcast. The blog is haveyouseen.net, where all the previous episodes reside. Uh, and the email is podcast at haveyouseen.net, which is how both Kenny and Richard sent us their pitches, yeah. for which we thank them. Yeah, absolutely. Please do send more pitches. Yes. We do and how Zach sent us his uh, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Watchman his slash kickass ranty review thing. Yeah. <laughs> Um, we like shares and likes on Facebook particularly of new show posts we like retweets on Twitter especially of new show tweets Uh, we like your reviews and ratings on iTunes because they make us visible and uh, make people think we're good so more people will listen to us yeah uh, we're currently listened to in 77 countries around the world, which oh, is a terrifying mm-hmm. stat. Yeah, nice. I might uh, I might bring the countries list next week. Oh, that'd be cool. We'll we'll just read them off. If you like it's, hearing men reading out lists of countries, <laughs> you will love next week's show. It's episode 60, it so is we should do something. 60. You know, yeah. Okay, don't know what yet. We'll think about it. Yeah. Um, and yes, uh, we also like your pitches for new films and reviews of stuff we've covered, mm-hmm. uh, both of which were demonstrated quite marvellously today. Yeah, yeah, no, um, and if you're on the blog, you can see there's the list of what we have covered. Yeah, that kind of well, needs up. You're just trying to shame me into updating that, aren't you? No, I'm not. It's a, yeah. it's a few episodes out of date, but yeah, uh, but I'll that's fine. Get but I mean, it. just you know, people can see the list of movies A to Z, and if there's anything you see and think, oh, I love that, or I hated that, let us know. Because yeah. we we always like going back, even to episode mm-hmm. one, two, three, four. Yes, yeah, yeah, we have we recently read out reviews of things like um, Team America which yeah. is episode 2 so. yeah um, thank you to all of you for listening especially if you've done any of those things sent us reviews or, or pitches or just even little comments yeah. um, thank you to Upbeat Productions for the use of the chilli submersible yeah. today and mm. for the bizarre Super Mario noises that are going on outside yeah I don't know what that is. Uh, and thank you to Alexia Mom for beer grooming tips and technical expertise yes we'll be back next week with uh, episode 60 which may or may not be special Uh, But we'll definitely include reviews of Dread and Cube. Yes. And until then, I'm still Kieran Lafort, and he's still Tom Webb. And have a lovely week. Bye. Bye.